Hello, everyone. It's Eves checking in here to let you know that you're going to be hearing two different events in history in this episode. They're both good, if I do say so myself. On with the show. Hi, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that uncovers a little bit more about history every day. The day was June 15, 1904. Somewhere between 9.30 and 9.40 in the morning, the paddle steamer General Slocum left its dock in New York on a short trip chartered by St. Mark's Evangelical Lutheran Church. A short time after the vessel's trip began, a fire broke out in the forward compartment on the main deck. But as the fire spread and the situation descended into chaos, more than 70% of the passengers aboard the General Slocum died. It was the worst single-day disaster in New York until 9-11. The P.S. General Slocum was named after Henry Warner Slocum, who was a general in the Union Army during the Civil War. The ship was a wooden side-wheel steamer. It was built in 1891, and it was owned by the Knickerbocker Steamboat Company. The vessel was able to carry up to 2,500 passengers. Though the General Slocum was impressive when it was built, by 1904 it had decent wear and tear. Nevertheless, it had passed an inspection in May of 1904, and it was still approved for travel. It operated as an excursion boat from the spring to fall, making trips through the waterways in New York. Some of those trips were ones that people chartered for a fee. Every year, St. Mark's Evangelical Lutheran Church hosted an end-of-the-school-year picnic celebration. In 1904, the church planned a trip on the General Slocum, scheduled for June 15th, with a fee of $350. Though the exact number of people who boarded the boat for the trip is unclear, it's estimated at about 1,358 passengers. That included mostly women and children, as the day of the celebration was a Wednesday, and many men were at work. Most of the church members who went on the trip were from Kleindeutschland, or Little Germany, in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. The captain was William H. Van Schaik, the first pilot was Edward Van Wart, and the second pilot was Edwin Weaver. Van Schaik was known as a good captain, but as he was getting older and had been part of several accidents, people had begun calling for his retirement. The cruise was said to be two hours long, going down the East River from the 3rd Street Recreation Pier to the north shore of Long Island. There, the passengers would head to a picnic ground called Locust Grove. When the ship left the dock the morning of June 15th, everything was off to a good start. There was food, a bar, and a band. But not long after they left the dock, a fire started on board. How the fire started is unclear, but there were a lot of flammable materials in the forward compartment, which was used as a storage room and a lamp room. Because a crew member filled the lamps in that room, the floor was covered in a layer of oil. The porter who filled the lamps used a match at one point in the room, and other people also used open flames in there during the trip. Around the time that General Slocum was getting to a part of the East River called the Hellgate, a boy alerted a crew member to smoke coming from the forward cabin. Though the crew member did not believe him at first, it soon became apparent that a fire had started on the ship. But a number of things went wrong as the crew tried to extinguish the fire and passengers attempted to reach safety. 
The standpipe on the ship was in working condition, but the hoses were old and poorly constructed, and the water hose the crew tried to use fell apart. When they tried to use a newer rubber hose, that too failed, but this time because they did not realize that the coupling from the blown hose was still connected. Captain Van Schaik decided to beach the boat, and he ended up ordering the pilots to go to North Brother Island. As the ship went full steam ahead against the wind, the fire quickly spread toward the passengers. Though many people did not use life preservers, a lot of the life preservers available were old and rotting. Many people did not know how to swim at this time, and as people tried to save themselves by jumping ship in their dressy clothes, many died. Since the ship beached at an angle, people ended up having to jump into deep, fast-moving water. On top of all of this, the crew was not well-trained in emergency situations, if at all, and the ship itself was not up to the best fire safety standards. Even though quarantine hospital staff on the island, people from nearby boats, and two men incarcerated on Rikers Island helped rescue people, only about 228 passengers made it out of the disaster without being hurt. The community was devastated, and little Germany changed significantly after the disaster. Captain Van Schaik had not given orders of what to do during the incident, and he, the pilots, and the crew failed to complete the duties necessary during an emergency. Van Schaik was convicted of criminal negligence in 1906, but he only did three and a half years in prison and was later pardoned by U.S. President Taft. The victims' families were not compensated, and it wasn't until many years after the General Slocum disaster when the Knickerbocker Steamboat Company shut down. The last living survivor of the incident, Adela Libano Watherspoon, died in 2004. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at T-D-I-H-C Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to learn more about history, you can listen to a show that I host called Unpopular. Unpopular is about people in history who defied the conventions of their time, rebelled, and were sometimes persecuted for it. If you want to hear the show, you can listen anywhere you get this day in history class. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hello, everyone. I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a podcast that brings you a new tidbit of history every day. The day was June 15, 1938. Hungarian newspaper editor Laszlo Biro filed a British patent for the ballpoint pen. A ballpoint pen is one that dispenses ink over a small rotating metal ball at its point. The ballpoint pen served as a cleaner and more reliable alternative to dip pens and fountain pens. The concept of using a ballpoint in a pen emerged years before Biro filed for any patent. In 1888, an American leather tanner named John Loud originally patented the ballpoint pen. Loud wrote that the pen would be especially useful for, quote, marking on rough surfaces, such as wood, coarse wrapping paper, and other articles where an ordinary pen could not be used. 
but that idea didn't go too far. It was good for writing on leather, but it was too rough for paper. In the following years, other people filed patents for early ballpoint pens, but these pens weren't commercially viable. Many failed because the ink inside overflowed, did not flow evenly, or would not flow at all. It took until the early 20th century for an inventor to get the ballpoint pen right. Hungarian newspaper editor Laszlo Biro was frustrated with the unreliability of fountain pens and realized that ink used on newsprint dried faster and didn't smudge. His brother, George, was a chemist, and Biro solicited his help to create a better pen. They experimented with different inks, and they decided on a ball-tip design that allowed the pen to write without leaking a lot. Biro introduced the pen at the Budapest International Fair in 1931. On June 15, 1938, Biro filed a British patent for the pen, but the threat of Nazi persecution during World War II led the Biro brothers to flee Europe and head to Argentina. In June of 1943, they filed a patent for their ballpoint pen in Argentina and began production. In Argentina, their pen was called the Barone, a portmanteau of the name Biro and the name of a friend of theirs. The Royal Air Force in Britain reportedly purchased 30,000 of their ballpoint pens. The Biro brothers' pens did not leak at high altitudes like others did. Soon, patents for the ballpoint pen were being filed and sold to different companies, and the ballpoint pen began to show up around the world. After World War II, many companies purchased the rights to manufacture the ballpoint pen. They began to produce their own designs. One notable name in this phase of the ballpoint pen's evolution is Marcel Bick. He bought the patent rights in France and brought the price for the pen down. Today, ballpoint pens are popular across the globe. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can send them to us via email at thisday at iheartmedia.com. You can also hit us up on social media. We're at TDIHC Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the show, and we'll see you tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.